Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from December the 12th, 1987. I am back with Hard Body Hopper and not Doc Turner as Whoa. Lance is with us yet again. Don't blame Lance. Blame Doc. He is failing you. He's making excuses, talking about he's got things to do. He's the main Whatever. one who always talks about how, you know, he never misses and he's always here for the people and for the army. And yet two weeks in a row he misses. And he doesn't even know at this point that I think we've replaced Lance with him. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, but anyway, Lance, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. Whatever, bro. <laughs> you know what Doc told me? He fucking called me. He, he's like, so what's up with the podcast? I was like, what do you mean? We, we've been doing it with, with uh, Lance, and, and uh, Mike says, well, he's from Dallas. He's got the Texas, the Southern draw, so it's the <laughs> same thing as you. And he told me, this is what he told me. He told oh, me that, that you told him that Lou Ray Ray dropped a can of pork and beans on a Tremika's foot. You had to bring it to the emergency room, and that's why you couldn't do the podcast. That's a lot of pronouns in there, man. I got lost. Goddamn pal pronouns. He told me, and he said, and she said, and okay, I'm lost. Uh, yeah, I, Doc's no. He's he's just he's a slacker. That's what it boils down to. Like when you miss Harper, it's because you got wildcat business. When he misses, it's. Mrs. Doc running his life and that type of stuff, if you catch my draw. Oh, anyway, yeah. Poor uh, bastard. Poor bastard. Uh okay. Well let's uh let's uh kick into the show. Uh, a couple quick uh, special shout outs. Special shout out to our largest patron contributors monthly. Disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie at K underscore row eighty six Kyle and Mike Childry. Thank you for being uh our largest patron contributors each and every month. And then don't forget Make sure you join our Facebook group. Just search Book in the Territory dash the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast uh, to ask and join our group and we will let you in. Now, Harper, uh, before we go any further, I do have to ask, you know, Doc isn't here to do his Docaholic spotlights. Um, do you got any spotlights or anything you want to mention? I don't think I do. No? No. I mean, y'all can go buy my new shirt. That's a good thought. Why don't you, did you post it in the Facebook group as we're recording no, this or you didn't do I'm it? I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Do it right now. So we're recording this on April the 3rd. You won't hear this until April the 11th. 
but Harper's got shirts for sale via PayPal. This is not affiliated with Pro Wrestling Tees or no. our store there. Uh, this is something Harper's doing on his own. Um, so it's a little bit different. He's going to do uh, prepay, and then he'll get the shirts printed up, and then he'll get them shipped to you. So uh, look for that in the, the group, and I'll make sure to – I'll make a comment on it next week sometime. That way it bumps up to the top of the page. All right. Well, that's – oh, yeah. Because your comments matter more. No, if but when you comment in a group and it's like a topic that was months ago, it'll pop back up to the top. That's right. Yeah, I've noticed that. Don't you yeah. hate that when I see people comment on shows like, bro, that was like four years ago. <laughs> why are you commenting on, on this shit? People be trolling, man. That's why. <laughs> Lance, don't, <laughs> Lance don't do Facebook. That, you know, y'all are polar opposites. Lance does Twitter and not Facebook, really. Even though he's got a page, he just doesn't use it. You do I mean, Facebook and not Twitter. I mean, Twitter's good for porn. And I realized, like, the last time I was on Twitter a million years ago, half the shit is all, like, porn porn broads. And I was like, man, if someone just looks at the people I'll follow, they're probably, this guy's a fucking pervert. <laughs> you gotta I do a second account. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't follow. See, you're, you're right. I purposely do not follow any accounts like that for that reason because but you still click on it no i'm 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 not saying that (laughs) my point is because okay let's say i'm sitting at my like kitchen table or sitting there and you know my wife's sitting next to me and i'm scrolling down on twitter that's the last thing i need to pop up so i don't follow bullshit like that it just makes no sense she's on the other side of the door she just heard me say that (laughs) and she laughed now you, you're single. You can do that stuff. You can follow those accounts and get your jollies off, Harper. Yeah. But that ain't my thing. <laughs> and and Lance, I bet you Lance doesn't follow him either, or he's got no. a second account. You can't follow it. No, don't follow it. I don't have a second account. No following. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, education. You know, you gotta you gotta study things sometimes. I'm an yep. old man. All right, Lance. You got anything before we get into this week's NWA show? No, nothing. All right, uh, one other thing. New Patreon members, Reg Fox. Reg is a longtime listener and supporter and is now a Patreon member. So, Reg, thank you for joining. And then we had a bunch of people bump up their patronage. Uh, Jim Vinsky, longtime listener, longtime supporter. Uh, Kendall Busby jumped up as well. Hardcore Milo Reviews jumped up his patronage as well. And then Chris Browning and Stacy, or I'm sorry, Alan Hayes, longtime Hall of Fame members, they moved over to Patreon. So thank you very much. And uh, if you're wondering why people are bumping up to the $5 level, it's because starting in 1988, we're only three weeks away from that at this point. We've got three Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views coming up. Technically, one of them is not a JCP pay-per-view, though, because I think the sale had already gone through. But my point is we got three NWA pay-per-views and four Clash of the Champions in 1988 coming up. And those are going to be uh, on the $5 tier. So if you bump up, you'll get that in the $5 tier, uh, along with other some other stuff we're doing, like Lance and I's Q&A shows. So there you go. More um, me. <laughs> more me. More yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, you, you hit the RVD pose, Lance. Whole effing show. <laughs> I I'd like to do that one. Uh, all right. So let's get into this thing. And it would be good if I get the video recorder rolling because I'm having a problem with that these days. But anyway, again, it's December the 12th, 1987. We've had a lot of fallout happening uh, as of recently. So uh, before I uh, just kick it off, let me just um, let me just play the opening of the episode with Tony Schiavone. 
as he is inside uh, the arena in the lower level underneath the bleachers or stands, if you want to call it that, in the seats. Here it is. Hi, everybody. This is Tony Schiavone. For weeks now, we've been trying to talk with the four horsemen to find out about possibly bad blood between this group, this unit that obviously is the stalwart, the top unit in this sport today, the four horsemen. And right here, the limousine is pulled into the arena right now. Getting out of the car, first of all, James J. Dillon, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and we're going to be able to talk to them in just a second, let them get their bags out of their car and see if we can't talk to them. James J. Dillon, there's been rumors about bad blood between the four horsemen. Can you explain this? Shivani, there is no problem with the four horsemen, and frankly, I'm tired of being asked the question. There is no problem with the four horsemen. I have no other comment to make. Okay, that from James J. Dillon. Here's Ric Flair, the world heavyweight champion. Champ, what about bad blood within the four horsemen? We've heard a lot about you it. You know, I've heard this time and time again, Shivani. There's no problem with the four horsemen. I'm the team spokesman, and I've given it to you straight off the cuff. No problem. We're the greatest wrestling unit in this business. A lot of jealousy prevails around us, but there's no problem in the unit. Got it? Okay, that from the four horsemen, of course. So what you can't see in the video is they talk to JJ and Rick, but Lex is getting out this limousine with them. So I'll throw it to Lance. Lance, anything from you on that right there? Okay, so basically that was them coming to the arena for last week's show that was uh, in Miami. That's right. how it works out. And, you know, man, they're filming so much. It's so hard to keep – I don't know how they kept straight on this because um, – they don't explain that, you know, they're trying to make it out like that's the beginning of this show instead of saying, you know, that they're at a different arena. But obviously they're at the studio a week later. And uh, by now, you know, all this mess has happened. But, uh, you know, no big deal. They're all together, though, to start the show. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Harper, do you have anything or you want me to keep it rolling with the uh, intro from the studio with J.R., Shivani and Crockett? Yeah, just, you know, nothing to see here. Everything's great. You know, mind your business. <laughs> that is basically what they said yeah um, we'll move on then um so i just shared my screen so y'all can see it i realized i oh, yeah. didn't have there it shared, so so y'all got it all right so let's go now to the studio with uh jr david crockett and tony shivani hey, ladies and gentlemen we're gonna have another exciting program for you david crockett jim ross is with us now also tony what about that there is dissension in there isn't that right, guys? Exactly right. That's right. Uh, some, I think there's some big problems as far as the Four Horsemen are concerned, Tony. You know, Jim David, we're going to take a look today at a few incidents concerning the Four Horsemen. And, and regardless of what they like to, I guess, deny, something is going on, and it's really serious. You know, each and every week out here, we probably talk to the Four Horsemen more than anybody oh, yeah. as a group. There's no doubt about it. So when there's something up, obviously... Jim Crockett Promotion is going to send me back in the background to find out what's going on. James J. Dillon denied it. Ric Flair denied it. But obviously something is up. And we're going to take a look at it right here today. We, we knew for weeks that something had been eating at Arn Anderson during these interviews. Seeing is believing. Exactly right. And we're going to have all the involved parties here today. I think we'll get to the bottom of this thing. Okay, a great show here today. Let's start it off by going to the ring. So, yeah, Giovanni just reiterates. It's something's going on. We give these people attention, but uh, we got to get down to the bottom of this. So we'll keep moving. The Lightning Express, they take on Cougar J and Gary Royal. Uh, Lightning Express wins, and uh, Hopper was very happy to see Tim Horner here, or were you? Uh, yeah, you have, there he was. <laughs> they give him about a minute. Uh, you know, then uh, Cougar J's in six minutes of this match. Really strange. You know, Cougar J's wife has a comedy club in Florida. Really? I don't know what he does, but she's, a, she's got a stage name and everything, and... 
whatever her real name is, Diane Moore, Lynn Moore. Yeah. And, uh, but she's got a club called Jackie Knight's uh, Comedy Club. How the hell do um, you know that? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, dude, I gotta pull it out of my ass. I, <laughs> y'all ain't keeping me on here permanently yet. So, you know, I gotta find all these kind of things. <laughs> Let me tell you something. And that's why he does the world class shows at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Cause he pulls those type of things out of his ass for the world class show. So there you go. Make sure you become a patron cause you'll get that kind of stuff from Lance. He really does. Uh, he knows his shit. He really does. All right. Um, well, so there's uh, some random trivia right there from Lance regarding uh, Cougar J's wife. Uh, with the with the Lightning Express and Cougar J and Gary Royal, remember the Express win. Uh, Hopper, think, any other thoughts on the match? You think Horner's like, man, I hope Pam's watching. I hope she's uh, watching me win. Pam Lawson? I don't think he knew yeah. that yet. Uh, well, I don't. That's, I wonder. I don't, I think he met her. I love listening to that. Time. If I'm if I'm having a shitty day, that's what I listen to. I go on YouTube, type in Jim Cornette, uh, Horner rant. <laughs> <laughs> that rant is hilarious. If yeah. it's the one I'm thinking, it's like 20 minutes long. Yeah, it's like you cousin fucking backwoods piece of shit. Chicken fucker. <laughs> yeah. he, calls him a, he calls him a chicken fucker all the time. Um you know, if you pull up too, when he was on with us, we we asked him about the. There was evidently, you know, Horner ranted that Smoky Mountain didn't get a, a fucking sponsorship package from Coca Cola because of what the gangsters were doing, and he he cut a promo on Horner because of that. He was like, "That yeah, that's a lie," and he went off and called him a chicken fucker and yeah. and every other word and under the sun. Yeah, corny corny goes off on his rants. That's for damn sure. <laughs> All right, let's go now to uh, Tony Schiavone, Jr. and Crockett, and they throw it to Luger after Starcade '87. This is in the back with Luger after Luger lost the U.S. title. Hey, let's talk about it. Come yeah, on. let's talk about what's going on because we talked to James J. Dillon, nothing there. We talked to Ric Flair, nothing there. Once again, I had a chance to talk to some of the people involved. And I got a chance to interview Lex Luger right after Starcade. It was a classic match. Lex Luger, Dusty Rhodes for the U.S. Heavyweight title. There was no doubt about it. It was a, it was a great match. We all, we all knew that Dusty Rhodes was a legend. I think that Lex Luger really proved himself on that day uh, that he is really a supreme athlete and a, super, a coming superstar if he's not already there. All right, so let, let's listen to the interview. All right. It was a shocking interview to me, and I think it will be to you, the fans. It's a total package, Lex Luger. You know, Tony Schiavone... I like to say right off the top that Starcade 87 was everything that it was billed to be. It was the first of many to come for the total package Lex Luger, but the level of intensity, the level of competition is something that I've never seen before. And I've been involved in professional football, playoff games, and it was there. The air was like electricity. I have never felt or seen anything like it before. And it was a pleasure to be involved. And you know, when I got in that ring, and Dusty Rhodes and I, we locked eyes. We both knew that the past, the present, and the future of professional wrestling was right there in that ring. Because you see, Dusty Rhodes, my hat's off to you. You wrestled a hell of a match. You showed me that you are what they say you are. But you see, Dusty Rhodes, so is the total package Lex Luger. Because there's only a few superstars in our sport. You can count them on one hand. There's that special few that rise head and shoulders above the rest. Year one, Ric Flair's another. But you see, 
so is a total package like Sugar. Because when I walk through an airport, people stop what they're doing. When I walk down that aisle in filled arenas, when I take off that robe, people know that they're looking at a special athlete. Something only comes along once in a decade or two. Because you see, in that arena that night, in Starkid 87, we looked into each other's eyes. I knew Dusty Rhodes that the game plan set forth was all wrong. Uh-oh. Excuse me. I, I don't think I understood you right. Shivani, this interview is over. Luger, you and I need to talk. James, we've been personal friends for a long time. We're business associates, but this interview is over when I say it's over. What I'm saying is from now on, you're welcome to accompany me to the ring at any time. But the bottom line is, I will win and lose matches from now on on my own merits as an athlete and as a competitor. You will, there will be no more outside interference. Well, uh, yeah, Lance, thoughts on uh, JJ <laughs> just walking off and saying, nah, we got a problem here. It's, you know, Lex not making excuses. I mean, he lost the match, but it's just the fact that he's he's been in there with the great competition, getting the rub, you know, with Dusty, but not mentioning that the fact that he lost. So, you know, it's, it's a total change, you know, from any heel. You know, all of a sudden, we're not bitching about the loss. We're talking about how great it was you know it's maybe a little different these days but of course back then yeah there wasn't anything like this it's obvious turn yeah yeah i I agree hopper uh what'd you have from anything lex said or jj did right there man jj's fucking awesome huh (laughs) does he seem real he yeah because he yeah it really does yeah he he really played it off like you could see how mad he was but he really didn't have to say a lot to to be mad yeah I mean, he tells he got, uh, tells Tony, he's like, look, this interview's over. Right. I'm not doing any more of this in front of the camera. Yeah. I'm about to deal with this behind the camera. Now, remember, that was actually filmed prior to what we saw last week when J.J. was really rolling his eyes and, you know, wiping his face at, look at this asshole. Well, he just shut the hell up. Uh, so keep keep that part in mind. Um, You know, it, it's... It is what it is. It's they're telling the little story here, and we're gonna get more of it later in the episode. So we'll we'll keep quiet now and just move to the next match, which is Barry Wyndham defeating Trent Knight. I don't have anything from it. Hopper, did you? No. Uh, Lance, you? the guy fucked you know, up the the abdominal stretch. <laughs> oh, he was. <laughs> that is horrible. It was horrible. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, that was at the fifteen twelve mark too that he messes that up. I knew I wrote that that date down. And you know they're talking about the match for about two seconds, and then they're just right back to uh, you know a Luger talk the entire time. Luger and the Horseman, the whole show is just an info commercial for it. Yeah, it's, it's all it was. And then there's there's so this like, co- right there, Miss. <laughs> dude, that was bad. Did you like? He just whiffed. Look at yeah. him, like it was like a bowl, like. Oh. <laughs> he just fell right forward. You can tell Barry's about to put him in that abdominal stretch, and he just floop. Um. So then, um, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying how Barry's over, you know, with the crowd, you know. But uh, you know, dark days coming in another month or so. Cafe, brother. Uh, no spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So then, after the after the actual match, Barry cuts a promo, and he's talking about Zabisco. And then they cut to Barry being triple teamed by Black Bart, Zabisco, and Baby Doll before the faces save Barry. The only thing notable I have from this is um, 
at least for me, Barry starts talking about Lex and how Lex made a bad, you know, he made his bed a long time ago when he aligned himself with a horseman. And I thought about that because if you remember, Barry told Lex when he first came in not to align himself with the horseman, but Lex did it anyway. And they destroyed the podium. Remember that Harper when they, um, yes. they got he into it. And they, yeah. yeah. And then they got into this big old fight. Like it was, it was some really some, some crazy shit. So, uh, I was I thought about that kind of watching this as as Barry's cutting his promo and he's saying that I tried to warn him, uh-huh. yeah he did and and you know Lex didn't want to hear it and they 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 went to blows but uh did you have anything else from it Harper? No. All right. What about you? Uh, no, let's roll. No. Okay, cool. So after Barry, we go to Hayes and Garvin. They defeat John Savage and David Isley. I don't have anything from that. Did you, uh, Lance? Isley is Thunderfoot one. If you needed to know that, <laughs> sometimes no I'm just way. digging. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what time. I see. I, you wouldn't think every time, but you know, in his stuff, it's that he's Thunderfoot one, oh, and it looks yeah. like it. So I watch thought... it now and then see it. That's you know, it's not yeah. Gladiator. I'm not talking Gladiator. I'm right. talking Thunderfoot. But I thought Thunderfoot one was Joel Deaton. Well, we'll watch in a second. At the end of the show, okay. see if it looks like him. I mean, that's what everything's coming with. But, oh, 35-year-old Garvin in his hot pants there. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, can't stand rock and roll. Those pants that he used to pull down. I can't stand rock and roll uh, Garvin. Just oh, wasn't yeah, my yeah. Yeah. Uh, What were you saying, Hopper? You, 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 at least he doesn't what? He stopped wearing those, like, shiny pants that, that – uh, Stuff. What's her name? Used to pull off of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And his suspender sometimes. Yeah. Right, right. His look definitely is a little bit different here. Uh, the spam slam of the week. There it is. We got another commercial for spam on uh, Jim Crock Promotions Television. Uh, the Rock and Roll. We, you think if we fucking tell them like, hey, uh, y'all fucked up. Y'all got this like free spam commercial <laughs> on y'all's shit. They'll like give us the, the fucking network for free for being, you know, class acts. I don't think so. No. <laughs> no. Fuck. Yeah, I think I think it'll stay the same. But well, you nailed it. That spam logo hasn't changed. In Dude, look at years. it. It's the same fucking can. <laughs> I guess with something like spam, like it didn't have to change. You know what I'm saying? It's like a pack of Marlboro Lights. It's the same. You know, <laughs> who's ever buying that that fucking product could could give two shits what the fucking logo looks like. Uh, I think you're right, man. I don't think they care. <laughs> I don't think they care because I don't know if the Hormel logo has changed. I, I'm sure it has. But, I, I think that has. But, <laughs> but don't but mess this, with the greatness of spam. Yes, but don't mess. That's yeah, spam. That, yellow lettering is the same. Mm-hmm. That that like like uh, McNeese look with the blue and the yellow. Yeah, <laughs> McNeese, the, the college. All right, so again, uh, the Spam Slam, Rock and Roll Express, get the Spam Slam. And now we're going to go to Hayes, Garvin, and Precious. Uh, they're cutting a promo. But I am going to uh, fast forward to Michael Hayes' part. So let's go to that here. Go with it, Michael. Well, you know what a wicked web we weave when first we try to deceive. And they tell the people there is no deception. But you see, there is dissension in the Four Horsemen, and it is at that time, the prime time, when they are most vulnerable, because we got matches lined up. 
and it is ripe for the picking. It is time for the fall, and I guarantee you and promise you very soon, Michael P.S. Hayes, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, world tag team champions, because baby, we got what it takes to take what you got like four peas in a pot, and the peas will be jumping at the water wasn't hot. Jesus All right, let's go to the Christ. ring. <laughs> Goes in the ring. Harper, your thoughts on Hayes' rap right there. That's fucking great, huh? <laughs> the peas wouldn't be jumping if the water wasn't high. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, what else you got, Harper? Nothing. I mean, it was fucking great, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah, typical Michael P.S. Hayes. He's rapping. What you got, Lance? I don't know. You know, I don't know how long I'll be with y'all on the NWA shows, but it's strange that, you know, Michael Hayes told Chris Adams not to leave after UWF to wait and see how they were going to use him, and he couldn't do it. But, uh, you know, in another month, Michael Hayes leaves. But he, he comes back fresh. I think it was the right decision. I guess he, he saw that, you know, this time this this time, uh, Kerry Von Erich was coming back to Dallas. Buddy and Terry were in Dallas. They were going to have another Texas Stadium show. So I guess that's why he left. But it seemed like he had a pretty sweet spot. I mean, he's about you to know. work these, this deal with Flair, so I agree. He, he kind of did. And... He, and he gets his ass, you know, he gets does the job all over the place for a month and a half, two months, um, all over, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Who's yeah, that? but, you know, Michael Hayes, Hayes and, and when oh. he works with Flair, of, like, over the next month. But, like, the, the thing is, too, like, I don't think you really hear people talk about, oh, well, he dropped him. He didn't job. You know what I mean, Lance? He lost to Flair, yeah. you know, every single day for a month. I don't. I, to me, I don't think you ever hear really people talk about that. Um, they, no, because they may, no, it's common. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, my thing, if you're going to lose like that, I mean, it's at least against Flair. Yes, the world champion. Yeah, good point. Like right. When the NW, right. <laughs> when the NWA world champion still meant something. Right. It's not like it's against, you know, Tim Horner or something. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, see? Yep. See, see, Lance gets this shit. Lance and, and knows Doc, how to, how to and, kiss and ass in there. Keeps- yeah. <laughs> Doc don't get it. I love it. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, I was glad because there's a lot of coming and going at this time, you know, where y'all have had me do these episodes. So it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I want to tell you, you know, two months down the road, I won't be here, but <laughs> I know that, you know, the rock and roll. I know what's going on. I know what's going on with old uh, Doc, too. <laughs> Do, I mean, uh, Doc, uh, Dr. Death. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. As we're talking about that, because he's actually Bro, look at that. now. Look how strong that is. He just picks strong... him up like he's a fucking baby and just yeah. puts him on a fucking turnbuckle. Yeah, Doctor Death was a strong son of a gun. Um, he's he's out there. He's up against Gladiator too right now. Uh, Sullivan, Sullivan is out there on commentary, and he mentions Doctor Death and Rotunda are capable varsity athletes. Uh, Lance, uh, obviously Doctor Death wins. What were your thoughts on this, if anything? Nothing. That's a crazy mask, like Thunderfoot Two has. Yeah. <laughs> that mask is fucking old. If you look <laughs> at it, it's it's like peeling, and it's the that that like white leather's like cracking. It's, yeah, it's in a. It's been in the storage closet there at the studio. It's <laughs> and it's um, it's not a lace up in the back, right? It, it, <laughs> it's like a it's like a rapist mask. Uh, oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, Doctor Death wins. Um, just say with relative ease. Then after the match, Doctor Death cuts a promo and here's i'm not gonna play it but here's the note i had from it and i want to see what you all think doc mentions that he's the only one in the uwf that still has his belt and this is december 12th 1987 and lance you mentioned something about his belt last week do you know what i'm talking about yeah you know he's fixing to go to japan and 
you know, if if he had decided to stay with them, they might have kept that belt. Probably not, but you know, he he's going to show up a few times in '88 for y'all go against Flair, but um, most of the time he's gone. No, he's around yeah. for he's around for Is a he? little while. Yeah, I saw yeah. a few. I saw a few. Uh, well, he, he's definitely going to Japan here, and they're getting rid of the belt. But I, I mean, I, he gets two or three title defenses in '88 with uh, Flair. But is he going to be around? I believe. So. Yeah, I he's, think yeah, he, yeah. I think yeah, he's yeah, okay. hangs he's around. around. Yeah, he's around. I don't know the exact date that he hangs around too, but yeah, he's definitely. He's all you got to do is around. make. Yeah, all you got to do is make one show, and you're on for a month. You know, as much as they were filming, man, they're filmed a lot. Yeah, well, the thing I was thinking of was the fact that once he's gone, how quick that UWF belt, as he's talking about, he's the only one with the UWF title, but yeah. we're literally looking at the last days of the UWF title right here. It's it's getting ready to just go bye-bye. So, um, Hopper, any thoughts on, on Dr. Death's promo, if anything? Uh, I mean, be honest, no. Oh, I, I was surprised it says he's been di- doing this for five years. Yes, that was Doesn't weird. He fucking... He, uh, he looks like he's been doing it for 20. <laughs> um, and you've probably never seen his Mid-South stuff from 1982. He looks totally different. Absolutely. A, I've he's seen got more beef on him, doesn't he? It, well, he's he's definitely got more beef on him. He's 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 big back then, but it's girth. He's not really defined yeah. at all. Um, man, he just looks totally different. It's the the change is ridiculous um it's only five years but it may as well have been 10 as much as he aged and during that time he's he just his look is just completely different so i'll send you a picture you gotta see it he looks totally different though man it's nowhere near the same but um anything else hopper no all right let's uh let's move forward give me a second and i will get us to our next promo and hold on Here we go. All right, so now we got J.J., Arn, Tully, and Ric Flair out there. Let's see what they got to say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have seen the tape. J.J., what's going on? Let me first say, David, that I've been listening to your comments out here. And I've been listening to you talk about what you perceive to be a tension in the air these last couple weeks. And indeed... There has been a tremendous amount of tension surrounding the four horsemen. In fact, it got so thick at times that you couldn't cut it with a serrated knife. And it all goes back to Thanksgiving night. It was a night that the four horsemen had a chance for a clean sweep to take back the World Heavyweight Championship, to hold on to the World Tag Team titles, and to destroy a legend. And we had a game plan that one athlete took to the ring every time the horseman gave it to him they compiled victory after victory after victory we have an athlete that took that that same game plan and went in the ring and took the united states title the game plan was fine when it worked for him but you see the minute that his 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 shortcomings ended in a result that was not to his liking suddenly he looked around at everybody else and started to question the game plan. Now the legendary Vince McMahon Lombardi, when he walked into the locker room and passed out the game plan to his players, 
If somebody took the playbook and said, Coach, I don't think this is going to work, and gave it back, I'll think of a game plan of my own. He was off the team, gone at that moment. Well, we tolerated the situation where this same individual suddenly insulted me by questioning the game plan. And there was this huge crevice that was widening every day, and my mind was preoccupied about how to solve this dilemma. Well, as everybody knows, December is Bunkhouse Stampede Month. And I got into a bunkhouse stampede because I wanted to be right in there to hold my boys together. And the situation developed when all the smoke settled and everybody turned nose to nose. There was nobody left in the ring but the four horsemen. And the referee jumped up on the apron and said, hey, keep this thing going. And I said, no, it stops right here. The horsemen will divide the money. And then the referee informed me, hey, the record book has got to be a winner. Well, it was at that moment that something that I never even remotely dreamed of passed in front of my mind. The chance for James J. Dillon to put his name in the record book alongside Dusty Rhodes and Big Bubba Rogers and a select few as winners of a bunkhouse stampede. A dream I never thought I'd realize. Arn Anderson right there by my side. High-fived, sacrificed himself over the top rope. Tully Blanchard sacrificed himself, high-five and gone. And that's when it got real, real interesting. And I want to reflect back right now and take a look at this tape. And I think you'll see the pieces all come together. All right, so I pause it right there. Uh, I guess first, Harper, I'll throw it to you. Thoughts on J.J.'s promo as they as he throws it to the footage that he's talking about where um, what we're about to watch happens. That's excuses. Like what, what you mean? Saying, you didn't hear them kids saying that at the end? Oh, yeah. And then they were saying, <laughs> shut up, Jay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's saying, you know, fucking Alex, you know, he thinks his shit doesn't stink. He doesn't want to play ball. Yeah, I, I like how he was like, you know, <laughs> he went off. He's like, they had a chance at a clean sweep. We had a mm-hmm. game plan for every match. I mean, let, JJ's really laying it out good. It's 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 perfect with the whole game plan. And when Lombardi hands out a game plan, if you didn't follow it, you were gone. And then JJ lays out. Then he's at the stampede that they competed in, where Arn Tully, JJ, and Lex were the last ones, and they figured, all right, we got this. This thing's over. Arn and Tully. You know, talk to JJ. They eliminate themselves, and and Luger's like, um, you know, him and JJ are the only ones left in the ring, and um, and Luger throws him out. But it's just, it's, it's, it's this. Is, I just thought JJ was real good here, uh, Lance. Before I'm, I'm sitting there talking about the stampede that we're watching here, but thoughts on the actual promo before they throw it to the stampede? No, it made Luger... a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense. He didn't go with the with the plan, you know. That, so, I, yeah, I just agree with everything you're saying as far as J.J. He sounds great, you know, puts it all out there, simple. But, uh, you know, you listen to it. You know, you pay attention to what he's saying. You know, it's that's what I, I like. You know, I'm, I'm listening exactly how he puts it out there. J.J., pretty good. J.J.'s a good storyteller when it comes to this stuff, man. Yeah, I didn't give him enough credit years ago. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I, I definitely he, didn't. He was so good, man. And, and um, Lance, I don't know how much of 80 like uh 85 and 84 or whatnot of of this that you watch but or i just say 85 what he was when we first started doing these saturday night reviews as lex just eliminated jj uh jj was managing thunderfoot one <laughs> yep golly i know thunderfoot, wow. 
That's Thunderfoot crazy. and Buddy Thunderfoot and Buddy Landell. And uh, Black and, Bart too, wasn't he? And Black Bart, I think. And then um and Buddy decided to do an eight ball of cocaine and not show up to the TV taping and end up getting fired. And then right after that they uh he ends up with the horseman and that's uh with Tully, yeah. I guess he starts yeah. with Tully, doesn't it? Yeah. And I remember this uh this bunkhouse, you know, I guess it was on the one of the syndicate worldwide or something like that. I remember man. I haven't seen it, you know, since uh, I had to watch it for this show. I haven't seen it in whatever thirty years or so, man. But I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, and as we're it's watching fantastic. here, we're watching. So what the, video the deal version. is? It's at the same place. So you know, last week we finished with that Hayes and uh, Flair match. Uh, Hayes didn't win the world title, by the way, <laughs> but that Hayes yeah, and Flair yeah. match. So what they called it last week was the Miami Convention Center or whatever they did, but it's the Knight Center in Miami, and it's still there. And in fact, the Hurricanes played there, and then they moved out in '88. Um, so this is all from December second, and what we're watching from the studio was filmed on the ninth. It aired on the twelfth. So you know, between the second and the ninth is where we're at. Okay. And I just kind of getting that straight with how that worked out. So this was just right after that flare match with Hayes. Yeah. So there you go. That I, I think that's interesting. Um, they didn't even tell us at the beginning, and I'm glad you pointed it out because we were talking about the end of last week. They don't even they didn't even tell us who won. They just kind of left it hanging. <laughs> they, they didn't even address it. At least on this show, maybe they mentioned it somewhere else on you know who knows where, but they did not say anything here. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Flare, flare retained. Okay. We'll keep going because now we're back in the studio. Now, if you're watching on Patreon, it's tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. You would have seen Lex get eliminated, or I'm sorry, Lex eliminate JJ and ends up winning the bunkhouse, which kind of seals his fate as the four horsemen then, or the three remaining horsemen, attack Lex. I mean, looks like the injury is knee. Let's go now to back in the studio with JJ, Arn Tully, and Ric Flair. David Crockett, Thanksgiving night. I'm the one that said... I had the perfect athlete and the perfect plan. It was not the plan that was not perfect. And we now know it was the so-called athlete that was very far from being perfect. David Crockett, I know time on this case station is very expensive, but I'm going to spend some of it. One year ago, J.J. Dillon came to me, came to Flair, came to Tully. He said, there's a guy down in the Everglades of Florida with a fantastic body and willing to learn. A diamond in the rough. So what we did was we sacrificed our time, our body, to train Luger in the aspects of being a horseman. He came along real well. Well, Luger, for you to stand to the forefront, correct James J. Dillon verbally, then put your hands on him physically. You put yourself in no man's land, fella. What's happened? The four horsemen were here long before you came here. They're going to be here long after you leave. Now, you're the perfect physical specimen. You're the total package. But what you are alone is just another man. With the horsemen, you rose to greatness. Better than you could ever be by yourself. But the bottom line is, my friend, you want to find out how good you are? You're looking at the measuring stick. We're not going to draw straws to see who gets on you, Luger. You want to be the total package. You're no longer a horseman. I'm going to look you out of eye. We're going to find out. Don't cry about the game plan. The problem was the execution. The game plan was fine. You're not the athlete to pull it off like you think you are. You were coached by the greatest of them all, J.J. Dillon. 
you were trained by the greatest of them all, Tommy Blanchard, myself, Ric Flair. Any shortcomings you had, you had on your own. Now you want to find out if you're the total package. You want a full grip on what the four horsemen are all about. You're looking at the measuring stick. I'm coming for you, Luger. Don't be looking for me. That's it, Yeah. All right, we'll be back with more action right after these men. Arn is a goddamn man. Yeah, he's a fucking... God. Who is more manlier than fucking Arn Anderson? No one. Yeah. I mean, look, let's be real. Some, I mean, someone will go, oh, what about... I mean, I, I get it. There's somebody. But he's out there. He just held church service. <laughs> like he was like he three three he said a couple days he said we helped you we mentored you and now you ain't shit without us I'm like oh this is great <laughs> um uh Lance what do you have from it you had to step away I thought I think that was him that put his headset down that was just phenomenal stuff from from Arn right there am I, I there. I, yeah. Yeah. You, did you oh, mute yourself? I, I, I opposite of what I thought was muted. I thought it was the other way. So I blew my nose a second ago. Maybe I don't know if that came through. That's uh, what, what I, that noise was. Oh dear God! Sorry about it that. came through. I, no, well, I didn't. Pee. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, so so wait, hold on, real quick, Harper. Lance uh, did what you did and pissed on air once. I thought it would uh, work, and I knew mm. about yours, Harper. I knew about his, but <laughs> hey, I was still young. <laughs> I, I, I edited it out. I edited it out only because I think something like I had like a promo week. playing in the background, and and you really couldn't you couldn't hear That's the promo nice. because of the stream of piss. So I had to edit it out. With yours, it was just Doc and I talking. <laughs> you just cut loose hey. with a stream of piss in the toilet. Sometimes you gotta go. <laughs> Oh, anyway. uh, what I was going to say about Lex yeah, is uh, I just uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I've got it written on the next time on the next interview. But oh, I know what it was. You know, they're going to go right into more uh, Arn and Lex feud instead of going straight with uh, Lex and uh, and and Flair. And that might have been a mistake, but it it works out in the end. I don't know. If, if, if I, I, I think he's got to work his way up to Flair. That's it because uh, right. Sting is leapfrogging him. Sting is about to to leapfrog him uh, as far as popularity, and Sting's going to make his name in just a couple months at that clash in March of '88. So, uh, and then it'll be all it'll be Sting for first half of the year. Then the Bash and Starcade in '88 are all about Lex, and Lex gets about a billion title matches. So, and then it's, it's Nikita. See, Nikita's not. We'll talk about Nikita in a second. Yeah. Was was Sting that big in in a mid south and what have you? Yeah, no, see, no. Uh, yeah, he was big. He 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 started he started shrinking, uh, you know, in another year or two if years. But man, he's freaking huge here. Okay, hold on. When we say when, Harper, when you say big, do you mean popularity? Or right. Mean, yeah. Like, like, like oh, we, oh, we oh, I'm sorry. This whole gimmick and and it, it, and it was getting over or see. Oh yeah. I, he, I thought you meant he, his muscle. <laughs> yeah, no, he 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 wasn't a face at first, but um, I, I think he was. I think he was popular. I don't think he was what you end up seeing in in um yeah. in the NWA as Ronnie Garvin gives his poor bastard some chin nuts right here. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> I I never had a problem with Sting. I was more of a Sting fan than I was Luger. Doc is yes. the one who has a just 
disdain for Sting, like Sting, you know, huh. touched his booty hole inappropriately or something at one point. I, I don't know. I don't understand Doc's hate for Sting. He hates Sting more than he hates Hogan, which is just a really, really weird thing. But uh, anyway, um, he he was big. He's not what he's about to be, if, if that's yeah. the question, though. I mean, yeah. he wasn't like, um, you know, he wasn't like, you know, your UWF champion. He never had a run as a champ. Um, he did a lot of tags and whatnot in UWF. But no, nah, he was he was all right. But I mean, he wasn't big. He's not what he's about to be here. If that answers your question, Lance, I thought that's what you meant when you were talking about big. <laughs> so yeah, because that, I'm always why. talking physiques and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's coming along. I think people, you know, he was always with Eddie Gilbert, and you know, I think people wanted to cheer Eddie Gilbert, even though he was bad, you know, bad in UWF. Uh, you know, in Sting, the surfer look and all that. It's you know a natural baby face. So yeah, he's climbing it real fast right here because March yeah. is going to come real quick. Yep. Um, all right, let's keep moving. Remember, we're on the verge of these Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views and clashes. If you want access to them on the Patreon tier, uh, bump up to the $5 and you get them. So that's the four clashes and the pay-per-views throughout 88. Also, uh, keep in mind, too, we're not just going to stop in 1988. There's more pay-per-views in 89 and then more clashes in 89 as well. We're going to do all those uh, at the $5 here. So I just want to remind everyone. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. Help the show out. Become a patron. Get access to 150-plus patron-only episodes. Uh, let's keep going. We got Ron Garvin. We just watched him give some chin nuts to Larry Stevens. Harper, did you have anything on that as he beat that poor bastard's ass like normal? I think he really put those nuts in his face because the guy <laughs> didn't, didn't sell the fucking kicks, the stomps. He he just laid there like a fucking like a dead body. We have been watching Ronnie Garvin now for two plus years beat the piss out of these people um, relentlessly, and uh, he he just. He, I, mean, I mean, I mean, what do you call that move right there? I'm just, just gonna he, pick you up and and fucking drop you, you asshole. <laughs> well, see, that's a mild bow and arrow he's got the guy in right there. That's not as bad as what he's what he's done in the past. But Ronnie Garvin just just didn't give two shits, man. He would beat the hell out of these guys, and <laughs> he had no regard for that anything. I don't know, man. He but he 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 gave the dude some the hands. I like the hand. Stomping yeah. on the hands. Right You're saying there. he's not selling that enough, Hopper? No, watch, watch here. Look, it went to the neck. <laughs> yeah, he, like he's not he's moving. Dead. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's not moving on the Garvin stomp. <laughs> here comes. He's about to put his nuts right in here. His... Right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chin nuts galore. I didn't look at it. I didn't look at it that way. <laughs> uh, well, it's been a it's been a running joke for two years now. As he hands out chin nuts, uh, as, as only Garvin can do. Uh, Garvin cuts a promo after he's out there pumping up the stampedes that are going on. I don't have anything else from it. Did you, Hopper? No. You don't think he's All ever right. gigged gigged his forehead, do you? No. Uh, <laughs> of course not. Look at that forehead. It's not that bad though. Yeah. It's not like dusty. Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's bad, but it ain't, it's not dusty. Um, God, dusty's here. Huh. Jesus Christ. Anyway. All right. Anything else before we keep going to the, uh, next match? Nah. All right. I'm trying to get to it, even though. Yeah. I can't wait. A, Mighty, Mighty a, Wilbur. Ugh. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a match. It's Mighty Wilbur and Ricky Santana versus Joe Lynn and Denny Brown. Yeah. <laughs> You can go you buy a car, Ricky Santana. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. What's that land you got? You can buy a car from Ricky Santana. What's he doing? Yeah, he works in the service department with uh, two or three of those guys working in the service department. Is that where Haku was working? Uh, oh, really? Yeah, there's three of uh, Glacier work there. You could look up and see the service department, see Ricky Santana and That's a couple crazy. of those guys. Yeah, it's been <laughs> about 15 years since I looked it up. It's, but everybody knew they worked at this one car dealership. Hey, man, got an honest living somewhere, man. No, yeah, yeah. Good for him. It seemed there. like a, ma- a manly he's thing, you know. It didn't seem like he was, you know, working at, you know, I don't know wherever, but you know, he's working at a yeah, car dealership, being in the service department. It seems like a, a manly job for a wrestler afterwards, and so. I felt like Glacier yeah. probably worked on air conditions. He's like, "Hey, my my air condition, you know, it's not blowing cold anymore." I was like, "Wait, hold on." <laughs> he pops the hood, and there's the fucking compressor, and he goes, <laughs> and then it's like it's fixed now. Imagine you go in the going to a bunkhouse stampede uh, house show, and they like, Mighty Wilbur wins the bunkhouse, and that Jesus. happened two or three times. Ugh, oh, man. Jesus, it's the worst. You know they did three they did three house shows on Christmas, of of December of twenty uh, yeah of eighty seven and stuff. Three house shows on Christmas, two during the day and one at night. Man, damn, damn. Jesus Christ, <laughs> damn, screw you, Jesus, and your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Lord! I mean, a, a bad lot. day too. You know, that's that's what's crazy. Is, yeah, you know, I mean, we had a uh, a Christmas show the last Christmas. Oh, you talking about Wildcat? I was like, yeah, yeah. They had a show in New Orleans, uh, Lance Christmas night. It, it drew too, didn't it, Hopper? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have y'all seen? Has Ron Simmons already been on? Have y'all seen him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, I was seeing because he wasn't on this either. Okay, still trying to get make sure where I am on this, but I tell you, I that bunkhouse with him throwing a uh, Luger throwing JJ out. I, man, that's like remember it like it was yesterday. Gosh. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's keep going. We got the Row Warriors up now. They're out there cutting a promo. Let's hear what they got to say. Puttenhead, how can you actually say that you have the strongest team in wrestling? Look at these guys. No, stop damn crooked! I got something to ask you, Paul Jones! You got some sort of problem! You got two problems you want us to take care of! We proved everybody all over this world for five years now that the honking animal, we're the two strongest guys in professional wrestling and also the two best fighters! There ain't nobody in the wrestling sport that's stronger than us! And I got one other thing to clear up there, Crockett! Everybody and anybody out there, one thing's for certain about Hawk and myself and our six-man partner, Dusty Rhodes. We still don't care. Anytime, anywhere, we'll defend our belts. Tell him, Hawk. Well, David Crockett, it seems like X-Lax Luger has finally gotten totally constipated by the four horsemen. And the four horsemen seem to be riding to the edge of apocalypse now. Well, within every bad bunch of apples, there's the one that's worse than the others. And he just showed himself to be worse than the others. Now, bunkhouse stampedes are kind of match what we grew up with. Fighting bunches of people and walking out the winner. We'll be deviating septums, ripping out goozles, and knocking tartar off the teeth of every person who's stupid enough to not just jump over the top rope. And 
get rid of the inevitable. The inevitable being me and animals sitting in the bunkhouse stampedes, jumping over the top rope together and collecting the money. Then we give it to Paul. He takes it to the bank. Lord knows how much we got. Don't make no difference to us because what makes a difference to us is beating people up and being the best. The Legion of Doom, like it or leave it. That some bitch is so intense. Uh, Lance, what do you have from this? Ah, uh, that's great, man. Hawk just on and on and stuff. It, it's just now you want to talk about underrated. That is, that is just pure genius right there. And they look like a you know a comic book come to life. They uh, just incredible and stuff. And at the same time, the magazine's just you know covered with the Road Warriors every month, and you know they're on fire. I guess they've already been to uh, AWA at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Six. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, they come back and finally got in the NWA title because they didn't get those belts. They only had the national titles before they left. They didn't get the world titles until they came right. back. So, AWA titles first. However, would you have anything from this? Was this the first time that, uh, as far as I can remember, this is the first time we uh, hear him call himself the Legion of Doom. Is oh, no, 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 no. They no. have been since what, 83 with Bundy and Jake the Snake and when they were all t- – not Bundy wasn't with them, but uh, Jake the Snake and them, they were all LOD together. That's the okay. first time. And they had already – you know, and they had uh, patented that name, whatever, trademarked LOD. And uh, Vince McMahon, when they go up there, he asked them what – you know, we don't want to be the Road Warrior. You don't want – I'm not going to use the Road Warrior name. What do you want to do? And they said, oh, what about Legion of Doom? And then they found yeah. out. That they already own the name after they started doing it. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. yeah that <laughs> animal, animal, animal has told that story about when they went up there. Uh, real quick though, you you talk about Legion of Doom. Yeah, I forgot. I think actually Stephen Javorski, among probably fifty other people, sent me uh, emails and messages about that and posted it in the group when we were talking about this a, a few months back. I think that. Uh, yeah, that had they had had that for a while because uh, I think they had said this one other time on the show and it was a few months ago and somebody was like, no, no, 83 um, is when it kind of first happened. But no, uh, yeah, I've heard Animal tell that story about when they went to WWF and Vince was like, oh, well, what are we going to go with? You know, we don't wanna, can we go to Road Wars? And Animal's like, well, Legion of Doom. And he said, I knew in the back of my mind we had already had that name and it was ours. And but they went with it, and by that point, Vince couldn't do anything with, about it because they were already using it on TV, I guess, and everything. Right, Lance? Yeah. yeah. I wonder yeah. how they got it because they got that name from the fucking comic. From, from the that's the truth. The, exactly right. Right from the Super Friend cartoons. <laughs> I guess if you pa- if you trademark it for wrestling purposes, maybe that's it. You know, okay. that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, any attorneys out there that listen to us, you can uh, send that to Hopper. Uh, Hopper, excuse me. Give, give, he knew. Stephen, no, 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 Harper, give them your email address. I had people asking for your email address last week okay, so that they could email you. It's, it's uh, Mike Mills at no, uh, at Gmail. No, you see how you are. You see how you are. The Ether Bunny wanted your email address, so that's what he he had messaged me on Twitter, and I was like, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, see, so. But see, you see how he is. So just uh, message him on Facebook. He'll he'll get with you there. Um, there you go. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, we got the next promo up next, which is JJ Dillon and Ric Flair. Let's go to them. See what they have to say in response to what's going on with Luger. Here it is. 
All right, JJ, I'm glad that you consented to come out, back out here. And the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair, because uh, he, he really didn't get the same much. David Crockett, I feel like the, the whole weight of the world has been lifted off my shoulders, and I can breathe a deep breath, and I really feel great. You know, the four horsemen, we got more hardware than ace hardware. The world tag team champs, and of course, the only world champion in my eyes that there's ever been. Who else but Nature Boy, Ric Flair? You know, David, you sit out here, and you either have the pleasure or the displeasure of listening to a lot of great athletes in the National Wrestling Alliance tell you what they are, where they've been, what they're going to be. But very few athletes walk out here, David Crockett, as you know, open their mouth, tell you what they're going to do, do it, and then bring the ingredients, the final ingredients, if you may, a world championship belt. There's not a lot of them around. You have to be great to own one. Now this deal with Luger, I gotta be honest with you. I liked Luger. Luger is one of the greatest athletes that I have personally had the pleasure of ever being associated with. J.J. Dillon would have never taken him under consideration to be a four, one of the four horsemen if he wasn't qualified all the way along the lines. Mind, body, athletic ability, desire, heart. Luger had it all. And he had the privilege, and I mean the privilege, of being associated with Ric Flair. This is what Ric Flair is above all else. He is the world champion. And Lex Luger had the privilege of walking through airports, of walking into every major arena, banks by my side. He was my friend, my companion, a man I liked and a man I admired. But Luger, somewhere out there, you started to think that it was your wheel that was turning the whole deal round and round. And that, my friend, led to your downfall. You see, Luger, you've got the best body in our sport. Unequaled, the best body in our sport. But night in and night out, a lot of beautiful women with great bodies come to me and say, Rick, take me upstairs. But the bottom line is, if a girl that's got all this can't use that body, she doesn't go up elevated with me. You understand what I'm telling you? You got it all, pal, but you couldn't walk the aisle and make it go. James J. Dillon has taken me to two reigns as the world champion. Two, you've got nowhere. You've got nowhere. This is world championship wrestling. I'm the world champion. Arnatelli are the world champions. And you can walk out here, tear off your shirt, brag to yourself and the whole world what you're gonna do, where you've been. But pal, the bottom line is, in this sport, you don't cross that line and you don't pass go till Ric Flair says so. Get it. All right, let's Shut go. Chalk it up as an experience. Find somewhere else to hang your hat because this is my world and I control it. Let's go to the ring.
Well, uh, Lance, I'll throw it to you first. It doesn't get any better. I mean, who else is talking? Where else in wrestling are you getting that at this time in 1987? I mean, we know that Cornette can talk. Yes, yes. But, man, that is man, that is top-notch level right there. I mean, it's incredible. It's nothing hokey about it. It's all serious. That's what I like. He 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 got Lex with that comment about the women that have a good body. <laughs> that yeah. He don't he don't bring them upstairs because of that. Um, he got Lex with that, and he was like, "You're just like." I mean, basically, he said, "He said you're like a broad with a nice body that doesn't know how to use it. You got a all them muscles and stuff, but you don't know what to do with it." That's um, nice. That's what he told them. No man, it was fucking great. <laughs> it was awesome. Harper, what did you have? That's what he told me. You could, you've got a million dollar body, but you got a fucking two dollar brain. Yeah, <laughs> don't know what you're doing. He said you had the privilege of walking side by side with me in the airport and everywhere we go. Man, Rick was on it. Then he compared him, like I said, to a broad. That was beautiful. Anything else from it, Harper? No, just classic Rick. Yeah, very much classic Rick. I paused it on the the video. Do y'all see this? This sting sign. Oh, this sting Bees sign. Look at sting, but sting tortures the bronze atomic bomb. What the hell is that supposed to mean? I don't know. It's They're from 1980s. Atlanta. <laughs> and that look girl's at, like peeking underneath it like like peekaboo. Look at that I guess drawing or painting of Sting. He looks like he's high. Yeah, he looks like he just like he just woke up know. like, oh fuck! I need to go wrestle. He looks like <laughs> he looks like he looks like he's smoking that Doja. Harper. Smoking that Doja. <laughs> if Andrew listens, you can say Hopper. They don't call it that no more. <laughs> it's not Doja Hopper. He's smoking that. Look at him. He looks like he's higher than giraffe. Torture, beast, sting, sting, oh, torture. God. Yeah, anyway, I had to pause it on that side for a second uh, as I stopped the Patreon video. Hold on, let me get it restarted. All right, so uh, any thoughts on Sting versus Tommy Angel um, in the match that's going on right now? Ew. Okay. No. All right, we go from that to uh, I will play. Actually, I'm not playing it. So we get Lex out here, and Lex is... You know, he's cutting a promo and he gives his side of things. And Luger said there was a game plan laid out for him. He says he did not agree with the game plan at Starcade 87, but he went along with it. He said he thought he had things under control, but then he lost to Dusty. Uh, Luger makes the point that when Ric Flair didn't have a belt, you know, Luger was supportive of him. And when Arn didn't have a belt for months, he was supportive of Arn. But the minute Luger doesn't have a belt, Luger mentions that they stab him in the back. Now, I will say, I want to throw it to y'all on the rest of this thing. The fans were cheering Lex. They were really behind him in the studio. And when Lex was making a point, they got real quiet because they wanted to hear what he had to say. Yeah. So, Hopper, what did you have from, you know, this goes on for 11 minutes. What did you have from, from this? I just like how the, the crowd was hanging on every word that he had to fucking say. And it they, kept telling, yeah. telling everyone to be quiet. And and, and this was kind of like those Arn promos where, I mean, what's he saying that's not true? I 
especially in that opening part when he was talking about how supportive he was of Rick and how supportive he yeah. was of Arm when they didn't have belts. He was, I mean, not a lie was told. I agree with right. you. Uh, what else did you have from it, Hopper, as you, you listened to this whole thing? I think this was the best promo that he's done. And it was long, too, yeah, to think, say it, yeah. was, it was that good. Like, mm-hmm. he really... Again, the only reason I'm not playing it is because it, it went on for 11 minutes. I, I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll I'll put it at the end as like an Easter egg at the end of the episode. Because um, it just goes on for so long. But I will... He, he stumbled a little, but... I really thought he lost his train of thought, but I thought he really did really good. Um, Lance, what did you have from it? Yeah, he definitely lost it maybe twice, but he he puts it together. He even you know even makes it says something about everybody being loud, you know, and he's lost his train of thought. And when they're so quiet listening to him, I mean, when does that happen? Uh, you know, he mentions that uh, he took the elevator instead of the stairs. You know, that Barry warned him about going with the horseman, and uh, he's ready to take the stairs. Yeah, you, know, um, you just can't deny this interview. I don't, you know, people have whatever they want to build up about Luger. I was into it at the time. I'm into it right here. I mean, he is, it's the most important thing going on in the whole promotion is Lex's turn right here. And it seems like the most important thing. We've talked about the whole hour before this interview, and here it is. And I think he's just fantastic in it. I mean, it's long. I mean, how can you deny that? I mean, it is a long one, and he goes with it. Yeah, he he really does, man. I I, I definitely got to give him credit. I I he did a good job. Uh, to the point Lance just made at the end there. He he says from now on there's no shortcuts from him, and he tells the horseman that they made a mistake. Um, but I just thought he was really good here, man. The crowd, like we said, was really quiet, and they were hanging on every word he said. I can't remember Harper. We've been doing this for a while. I can't remember a time uh, in recent memory, at least, where the crowd got that silent. Do you? Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, he he had them kind of in a palm of his hand as he went through this. So just hats off to Luger because we haven't always been kind to him, but he did a good job right here. He was he was very much solid, and I got to give him credit. All right, uh, anything else, Lance, from this promo? No, no, that's good. All right, like I said, I'll dro- I'll drop an Easter egg of it at the very end of the episode. Um, Hopper, anything else from you? No. Okay, so the next matchup is Larry Zabisco. He's out there with Baby Doll, and he is going to battle Rocky King. Poor old Rocky King loses. Uh, lots of um, Barry Wyndham chants in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, Hopper, from this match? Is he going to become the next uh, whatever Southern Southwest champion? <laughs> Western Heritage. Yeah, well, whatever, bro. He will be the he will be the second and last Western Heritage champion. <laughs> oh, so Damn. Lance is ruining so it he, again. Spoiler alert! So, no, go ahead. so Barry was the only person to hold this belt. No, Larry will. Barry, no, and no, Larry. no, 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 no. That's what he's saying. Barry was the first one. He's asking. Yeah, ba- yeah, Barry. Yes. Oh, yes, sorry. fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. Uh, they're treating it like it's a great thing. And and what the deal is, is uh, Tony says Zabisco's 13 years, he's never had a major championship. 
And I'm going, wait a minute. He's national champion, at which you know he bought bought the national championship, but then in a tournament re- won it in '83. Uh, you know, he's former WWF tag champ and uh, the BS AWA Americas champ that they had before go- before he goes back to AWA and is world champion later on. But he's had titles and stuff. You know, I, I kind of discredit him there. You know, by saying he hadn't held anything. I wonder why they made this belt up. I thought it was one of those old belts, like the like the NWA North, you know, North American champion and all that kind of shit. No, no it just th- came out of thin air. Yeah, and it was no, no, no. It was also, it was also. God, I've had this discussion with people, and I can't remember what was said because I didn't remember it. Is is um is what I was been told, but it was also kind of like a secondary title in like for the UWF as well. Like it was, um, I don't know how to explain it. I don't want to make the comparison of it being an intercontinental title, like to the, to the WWF, WWF title, yeah. back then, but it was kind of like, I guess kind of like that is what I would call it. It was like a secondary title, um, for, for that, I guess, brand or whatever, when you think of Western okay. heritage, but, but I agree. I just never thought much of it at all. You know, even that Barry sucks. having it. So, um, there you have it though. Larry, Larry Zabisco is going to be the next winner of it. Okay. He's Let me straighten that out. Okay. So it was a title, short lived national title, a a Jim Crockett's promotion that was filled via tournament in the UWF in 87 and defended in the NWA. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That, cause I was going, okay, how is it related to UWF? I, I didn't remember that tournament until I read that. Okay. Yeah, and just I straighten, always, straightening you out, man. Making sure. No, you... I I appreciate it. Otherwise, I'll get like a hundred emails, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Harper Harper will laugh because because uh, he's not the one answering them all. Uh, but no, no, no. Uh, that no, I appreciate that. I didn't. I don't know if I remembered that tournament either. Now that you say that, but I felt like I saw it on UWF TV, and that's why I'm mentioning that. So okay, June twentieth. Uh, right, we'll yeah, June twentieth of of what of eighty seven, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So see that's the thing. That's in, literally so that think about that. That came out after the technical sale of the UWF to Crockett too. Cuz the sale was in April yeah. of that year, official of April of 87. So there you go. Keeping it moving, Larry Zabisco was out there cutting a promo. I don't have anything from it. I didn't think it was bad, but did you have anything from it, Hopper? No. All right. Lance you? No. Nikita Koloff then defeats Thunderfoot number one. Nikita still has both belts with him. I think this might be the last week. Is that David Isley? So, yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> Let me see. I Y'all always, thought, yeah, I always okay. thought Thunderfoot one was Joel Deaton. So, come on, Nikita. It's, I don't think that's David Isley. All right. I, I'm just reading it, but that does. Uh, I can go with that being Joel Deaton, possibly. Definitely. Okay. Um, let's keep moving. We got Nikita. Uh, well, Nikita obviously wins this, and then we got um a promo from Nikita, and the pro- Nikita says he isn't afraid of anyone. That's all he said. I mean, he called out Flair at the end. Right. Says it's yeah, same it's old shit. Girl. But yeah. Anyway, um, you know yeah. what I was gonna say about Nikita real quick. You know, he's slimming down fast, and his whole thing about wrestling is kind of yeah. He's gonna be around, but he uh, for a little while. A little while, but he's uh, you know, kind of 
you know, wrestling's not as important. I think he's getting married. I don't know if she's sick yet, but it's pretty quick after they get married that she's going to get uh, uh, get sick. So, you know, his whole career is kind of up in the air right now. Yeah, I don't remember the exact time frame that his wife gets sick and whatnot. She dies in '89, so I mean, she's got. Oh a little shit! Year. But uh, yeah. you know, he his he's already slimmed down. I saw him on a house show somewhere around here, it, and man. I couldn't believe how much he had taken off because, man, those traps were just insane back in the day. Yeah, you can see it, Hopper. Doesn't he look smaller than he did at his peak? Yes. Oh, look yeah, he does. I but mean, when, he's... From when he was with Ivan. Yeah, man, that yeah, was the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he was massive in, like, 86 during the middle of the year. And then, I don't know, even even leading into Starcade, man, he was I mean, he he was he was pretty massive. You you can see it now. You're you're gonna see it even more next year. Like when I say next year, in '88, man, you can definitely see the transformation. And then he grows his hair, and that doesn't do much for him either, in my opinion. Know. Um, you know, he he uh got a brand new shoot interview just I see out um that Hannibal TV, um, and he's talking about going out there for the for the Rocky movie, and it being down to him. Carrie Von Erich and Dolph Lundgren he talks about it being out there because I'd always kind of wondered if that was true or not. But he, uh, he definitely talks about going. He was practicing all his lines, and Carrie uh, got there and said, "Do you know your lines?" And he's like, "Yeah, hell yeah, I know my lines." <laughs> Nothing became <laughs> of it. And they said he says the reason he didn't get the part was be- because he was so huge. They just couldn't go with the discrepancy in the in the boxing mat. And even though Dolph Lundgren was taller, he was like eighty pounds, you know, lighter. I mean, I just, all right. I believe Nikita. I'm not saying he's lying. That may I know that's I mean, what he said. <laughs> but uh, you but know, you my could... thing was it was the first time that I'd really gotten proof that Carrie was part of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you, you picture Carrie Von Eric there, no. all fucked up? No. Was, <laughs> I must break you. I, I, I'm not trying to be mean, but I, I cannot imagine that at all. Now it's bad enough problem child. I'm sure they had to, you know, film that over and over, and he only had like one line uh, of that. Yeah, I, it, it, what be... problem child? Yeah, that's a big Carrie Von Erich movie. Yeah, he was the problem child. Yeah, he's in the uh, in the in the prison scene. He's the supposed to be a Nazi. Jeez, that, I mean, like that's that shitty movie, right? What, yeah, what, a little redheaded what, kid. Yeah, yeah, what, and uh, John Ritter. John Ritter. Dad. And his and he married that girl. He left his wife for that uh that woman that played Jesus, his wife. I didn't movie. know fucking Carrie Von Egg was to that movie. I don't That's know. fucking I've, crazy. I've never, yeah, it was filmed all over here. Yeah, I've I've I don't think I've ever seen it, Hopper. Well, yeah, well it it, it was a stupid like you know a kids movie. He's just like Dennis the Menace type of kid being a little prick. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. They, uh, uh, it, you know, it's funny. You know, they filmed it all over here. I always tease I could take people on a tour of where they filmed that movie, and <laughs> I, it's all over the place. They ran a car through a sports, uh, like an academy sports. They ran a car through the front of it, and that's a church in Mesquite now. And I remember, you know, oh, the uh, the prison scene is actually in a bar that had concerts, and it was just redone. Anybody who lives here knows the Bomb Factory, and they used all these cop off duty cops were the uh, other prisoners that were lifting weights during the uh, carry. Eric and you know who he was talking to the bad guy of the movie is Michael Richards from Seinfeld. That's crazy. Because the little rotten kid was a uh, pen pals with Michael Richards and telling him to get out so that they could pull a job <laughs> and stuff. 
And there is no way in hell, as Dusty Rhodes' promo from last week replays, um, there's no way in hell he could have been Dolph Lundgren in Rocky IV. There, there yeah, way no. Kerry could. Kerry could not have pulled that off. Nikita no, no, no. couldn't have it either. I mean, if we're going to be real, like that part needed to go to Dolph. Um, would you agree, Harper? Yeah. I, I can't see Nikita. Right. Nikita. I mean, Dolph Lundgren is a real actor. Yeah, right. And I, I like, I'm, I, I agree. I think Nikita's telling the truth when he says, you know, why he didn't get it. That's what they told him. But fuck, Dolph yeah. Lundgren's a big bastard, man. I mean, look how much bigger he was than Stallone. Yeah, the height so, works out. Kerry wouldn't have yeah. been as tall as either one of them. And and plus, you know, it just didn't look it. I mean, Dolph Lundgren was perfect. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I love that movie. I, <laughs> you know how we got into uh to acting, huh? Dolph Lundgren? Oh no, Dolph? No. What? Yeah, he was banging uh, Grace Jones. He was uh, Grace Jones' bodyguard. That's nice. And, yeah, and uh, she's like, hey, I'm doing this James Bond movie. The one when they're in San Francisco. I forget which one. Oh, A View to a Kill with the Duran Duran song in it. And uh, <laughs> she. Look out. Whoa. And, uh, and uh, she was in it, and he's like, <laughs> And she's like, "Hey, you know, oh, you should be in it." And he he has his little role as a as a KGB agent or something. And that was his first, uh, you know, movie role. I had no there, idea. There you go. Yeah. Let me write. Where's the uh, pen? Let me write that. <laughs> that was good. All, all I, I, that came out of your ass, man. That was pretty damn good. <laughs> he always yeah. does that. He always does that. Uh, all right, let's keep going. Um, as we were talking about Nikita here. So let's keep it moving. We got the Midnight Express. They come out, and they're going to defeat George South in Italian style. Now, Cornette is talking a million miles a minute out there. And then when he finally shuts up, JR says, uh, let me just well, let me go to what JR says. That, let, me, let, me, let me make that better because this is, this is a very, very quick match. Uh, here it is. The end, the end with Cornette. man in the world, the man who has won more money than any other human being in a bunkhouse stampede is going to come out as king of the whole thing. And you know, Christmas time's coming up. And my mother, the dear old thing, loves Christmas. So you know what she's going to do? She's going to be real charitable this year. She's going to go down to the food stamp line. She's going to pick out five or six needy individuals and give them a free ride to the poorhouse in her limousine. What do you think about that? See y'all later. Good. Thank you. He's a classic, isn't he? Man. Oh, one thing about it, he can talk all day, and, but it still doesn't take anything away from that team. They are tremendous. They really are. JR uh, was damn happy when Cornette finally shut the hell up. Um, yeah, so there you go. So uh, any any thoughts, though, on uh, Cornette right there? Uh, Lance, let me throw it to you No, first. No, they kind of you know kind of limited him this week without being yeah. at the desk. That's okay. Yeah. He got his got I mean it was so fast I wasn't paying attention when he was talking there and I was waiting for him to get to the desk and then there was no desk all of a sudden <laughs> new breed. It, yeah, and there's the one like in the back looking real dumb. Like he's <laughs> like he's not taking it serious. He's just kind of like, "Whoa." Just, what what did you want me to play from it? Was it the whole thing? Uh, oh, I was just goofing off with. Okay, so the one in front is Sean Royal. Okay, right, he's right. the one that's had the wreck and everything. I was just saying how he sounds like John Belushi oh, when he talks. 
Let, I me, don't let know. me play it. Let me play it. I want to. Harper's hear old I, enough to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me let me play it. Let's see. Let's see what he sounds like. Midnight Express. When we're finished with us. Damn, he does. <laughs> Is that incredible? breed and tell me if I'm wrong. We are gonna take them and finish them off one by one. The big utopian, big blubber, the two Zandorian night beast, the Midnight Express, and that squid, Jim Cornette. The new breed is sick and tired of staying in limbo. We're coming out of limbo, and we're going to take the NWA by storm, by hook or by crook. And we don't care about anybody or anything that stands in our way. Tell him, Sean. It's only, it's merely a matter, a small matter of time before the new breed steps inside the ring, takes care of the Midnight Express in those United States Tag team titles once and for all. As brother said, we are fed up to hear with Jim Cornette's mouth. I'm going to do the world a big favor and invent a mouthpiece that will close Jim Cornette's trash forever. A nice-sized muzzle to shut that big, fat mouth. And the bunkhouse stampedes. When the new... All right, I think we got the meat and the, the, and the Germans will just land on Pearl Harbor and stuff. They, I think it does sound like Belushi, but man, yeah. is that not is that not a big cast in the back? I mean, he is stiff. Um, you know, the thing about Sean Royal, that doesn't sound like a guy who's fixing to retire in three weeks because he is. He a Christmas night's his last night in. Um, decides to give it up, and that you know, sucks. Chris Champion, Chris Champion is gonna be in on just a, you know a few mad, you know a few months in eighty, and then he becomes a Yoshi Kwan. Uh, later on, well, he's got to go to Tennessee actually, and then come back as Yoshi Kwan there in WCW or whatever it is time and stuff. But yeah, he I thought he sounded like Belushi there yelling. He sounded like he could talk too. Wow, I think he cut a decent promo back then. I don't think he was that bad. I've said yeah. that before. Now, what they were saying, like the actual words, were you know, you're like, what the hell are you talking about? But I thought that I thought some of their promos were hilarious and funny and. And then, uh, you know, you got Sean Rolls in the background, and he's he's that promo where he sounded. Um, well, no, I was saying uh, in the back, the champion's up front, right? And Rolls in the back. No. But I was yeah. saying. Backwards, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. I got yeah, it Sean Roll, Yeah, yeah. Well, Sean Roll, when he was talking like Marvin Martian back during the summer of 87, there was there was these promos, and we just were laughing our ass off. but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he does sound like uh, Belushi there. So, uh, all right, let's um, let's get to this. Is that's that's the end of it. Let's uh, let's rate this damn thing. So, Hopper, um, I'll go first. I'll tell you what, guys, I'm gonna go A plus. I thought this was damn good, so I'm gonna give it an A plus. Uh, Lance, why don't you go next and tell me what you want to give it? On the show, yeah, I said a, yes, yeah, A. I'm just gonna go with an A. Um, I thought they did exactly what she had to do. Lex was the main focus of it. He came out and talked. I thought he hit a home run. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, I, I I agree. There was just a lot happening here that made this a, a damn good show for me. Uh, Harper, what are you rating it? I give it an a, a, a solid A because it. I mean, it, I mean, it's just me to see uh, Lex uh, break away and and. And fucking JJ was batting a thousand with the promos, and there's fucking on right there, and and fucking Lex uh, stepped up and did a good promo. So it's an A, even though the matches were, you know, standard. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, the talent stuff. Yeah. 
All right, so we need to give out some Rolexes now. Before I do so, I want to remind everyone to use the Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. Use that link. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it. Bookmark it. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It's a great way to support the show on an ongoing basis. If you missed the link, don't worry. It's in the show notes and show description of this episode. Again, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Anything and everything you buy on Amazon, the show gets a little bit of kickback in return when you use it. If you're using it already, thank you very much. We greatly appreciate it. I'm a little torn on the Rolex because I feel like I want to give it to Lex, but I also feel like in my heart, I got to acknowledge Arn because Arn cut a damn good promo in there. So... I'm going Arn again. I got to go Arn. Lance, who are you giving your Rolex? No, Lex. Definitely Lex. Okay. Hopper? I gave mine to JJ. Well, there's that option as well. Yeah. I wonder if Doc would have watched this. Who he, he would never have acknowledged Lex. He would have he given it to someone <laughs> else because he hates Luger so much. He would have um, gave it to Rick. Either Rick Just or Arn, probably. Yeah. He wouldn't. He would not have given it to freaking Lex. There's no. Would you agree? Uh, uh fuck no. Yeah. He hates. He hates Lex. He'd have been like, "Ain't no way. I'm not doing it." That's a fact. <laughs> All right. So we got. I gave it an A plus. You guys both gave it an A's. Uh, gave it two A's. Hopper, you gave it to JJ. Lance, you gave yours to Lex. I gave Lex. mine to Arn. So there we go. All right, before we get out of here, I do want to remind everyone to uh, make sure you're using the, um, like I said, use the Amazon referral link and become a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Also, don't forget the t-shirts on the Pro Wrestling T store, uh, the BTT YouTube. I'm posting the videos now there as well. All these links are in the show notes, so make sure you uh, subscribe on YouTube. Use our Pro Wrestling T store if you want to buy some t-shirts of ours. We appreciate it. I can't think of any other links that really need to be plugged right now. So, uh, Lance, anything you want to add? I think we're going to have you next week, but I got to check with Doc. I can't remember if he says he's he's coming back next week and he's all squared away. So uh, anything you want to add before we get out of here? No, I'll be here. Yeah, <laughs> He'll be here. No, I'll be here. If you say come, I will. Uh, Whatever you say, man. I, people, like, we haven't even gotten feedback because we haven't posted the uh, other show. So, man, you may not want me back for the third one. No, no, I think no. I think you'd be good. There's the don't get me wrong, you know, we got a few people out there who who love them some doc and um I get it, you know. It's This is all you your idea, have, man. Just as long you as gotta, you <laughs> You got to have a whipping boy on the show sometimes and that's what doc <laughs> is if we're being real here, you know, he's the enhancement talent that we make fun of. He he doesn't realize that people laugh at him and not with him. I don't I think that kind of goes over his head, but uh he's a part of the show. Love him or leave them um anyway hopper anything we got to plug i mean by the time this airs the next wildcat show is april the 13th right yeah so april i guess 13th. we should plug it april yeah this this will air april on the 13th 11th. bro go ahead go. run it down card time play card april 13th at fucking meisler show up don't be dicks 7 p.m bell time yes all right, so 7 p.m. bell time. The other thing, too, is uh, it is the f- first round of the Wildcat Tag Team Tournament. Who do you think is going to win? How many teams do you have in it? Me? None. Yeah, is it just... 
None of your teams are in it? You don't have one no. team in the... No, Coach have... got suspended. We're going to get an injunction or something. We're going to pull a yeah. on that. He'll be back. That's I'm going to call Stephen P. New and see if yeah, he can call, work something out. Call Stephen P. New or... you. Come on, man. He's... Nobody stays suspended if they're a heel in wrestling. We know that. Exactly. <laughs> you need to tell these people that. Yeah. So, it, well, who was Kojak going to tag with if he was going to be in it? Uh, Edger and Stone. Edger and Stone. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, it's going to be Kojak and Edger and Stone then. They'll be tagging. Right. Because once, once we get the attorney involved and get everything cleared, and uh, he won't be suspended. So that's that's really good to know. Okay. That's right. All right. Man, I went, so, to the sh- uh, I went to a show last Friday night. It got to be 11.30, and there were three matches still to go. Fuck! We said to hell with uh, it. And it was, uh, you know, Matt Cross was supposed to wrestle later. And, man, just to hell with it. 11.30? Yeah, 11.30. Did, and I, uh, I, two I know more matches, at least about. three. Yeah, that one, the Sammy goodbye show for I, Sammy that... Uh, Bullshit, dude. I, yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to like. No, I don't want to say anything bad. But I just. I have a question though. What time did it start? Well, he starts late every time and stuff, you know. But he had a pre-match. Uh, eight o'clock. Yeah, eight. Eight yeah. was the regular because they had a like a pre-match. If you bought the meet and greet, and were in there. They had a pre-match, and they had a guy get hurt pretty good, but never did find out. You know how legit it was. It was kind of strange. Um that he got hurt, but you know, it just kept going on and on. The main draw was, you know, Sammy Guevara, kind of his last, uh, independent show here in town. He's been, you know, pretty regular here in Dallas for a long time. Um, you know, Matt Cross was there. Uh, Oh, Red Dog was in for a match and everything, but, um, it with jazz. They had did a, and it, it was a good show. It just kept going on and on and on. 11. That's a long bro. fucking dude. Yeah. And we're, we're an hour away. So I'm in, you know, I was in the shadow of Fort Worth and it's, it was an hour, you know, drive back home at least. Lance, I saw your, no, nah, I saw some of your pictures, but, uh, Harper, they, they only, they are not going a minute past three hours because of the commission. <laughs> well, because, um, because at 10 o'clock, the ambulance. we have to be out to build right. So it has to end at 10. Like that's when the, yeah. uh, Punky turns back into a carriage. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. You know, this show, I, you know, that VIP, you know, sometimes, and I don't mind, the guy follows me on Twitter, I don't say anything bad, but he, uh, the announcer, is too much putting himself over, gets in the ring and all this bullshit, but this time, this show had a lot of different little federations from around Texas all having one match, so different ring announcers came in, so it made it a little more bearable, because, man, that guy, he can drive me nuts, you know, gets in the ring and he already looks like shit. You know, you dress in jeans. I want everybody to look nice, you know, when they're working. He wears Espe- jeans? He wears, you know, he looks like shit. He looks like a slob doing it. I mean, I wear jeans every day, but I'm not getting in the ring, you know, putting on a, sh- you know, being the dude of the show. You got to wear a fucking suit, dude. Well, anything, it, you know, it's like when they have some, some broad. Lance, we're a, still recording, man. I just hope you. I don't care. So what? Okay. Where's I don't care. I can't take care. you serious okay. if you don't wear a fucking suit. If, as a goddamn ring announcer. No, I can't. I you can't know, I, you stand gotta, it when the, you sh- the, the fucking refs fucking look like scum. I can't stand that shit either. I can't. When the refs pulling his pants up the entire entire time, oh, wear a belt or wear a belt or suspenders. You know, uh, why should you look like shit? You know, it takes you out of it and stuff. It's hard enough yeah. when they've got some broad with a mile at fat ass uh, taking That's pictures nice. ringside, and you're watching her ass crack the whole show. Don't get me started. <laughs> yes, um, I, I, I I can't stand the ref with the shirt that that's untucked. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, God, you fucking bum. 
You know, if if you're going to be like, you know, a, a commissioner or whatever of any federation, you need to go in there and look, you know, halfway decent. You know, you shouldn't be dressed worse than I'm dressed at the show. Because I'm wearing oh. t-shirt jeans. You shouldn't wear a t-shirt jeans. You look like you just walked off the, the street. Right. Yeah, like no, you're walking I, around Walmart. I, I don't disagree with y'all. I, I agree. I think you need to present yourself in a certain way. That way you look professional. And yeah. Harper's right about the referees. And Harper's right about the ring announcer. <laughs> I, just, I mean, uh, I, I wear jeans every day. But, you know, you got to look a little better, you know, putting on a show. Yeah, I hear you. I just was laughing at Lance because I wasn't expecting a promo to be cut by you on the promotion. That's nice. <laughs> That's why I was like, I'm still recording. Anyway, no, Lance. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. No, you know, that guy follows me on Twitter and I don't put it. I don't put his shows down there, but, you know, it is, you know, and that's his promotion. He runs it there and let him do whatever the hell he wants. It's my choice to go. So whatever. Yeah, I'm, you're the fucking dumbass with paying to go sit there. Yeah, no shit. You that's exactly idiot. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly uh, right. All right. I told you, I stupid. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, I'm going crazy. back in the shallow end. No, no, no. <laughs> all right, so Lance may be back next week. We got to see what the hell Doc's got going on. I'm just not sure at this point in time, so... There you have it, though. Uh, I don't think we have anything else. Lance, do you have anything else before we get out of here? I guess not. <laughs> Better All not. Right. Keep your uh, mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. Anyway. Watch an ass crack the whole taking pictures the whole time ringside. It pisses me off. Yeah, I can't say those fucking people. They think they're like uh, working for pro wrestling. Fuck <laughs> or it's exactly it's like, right. You're just some fat fucking shithead. With a fucking two hundred dollar camera from Best Buy, calm the fuck down, bro. <laughs> That's exactly it, man. That that is it right there. <laughs> Wait, who are you talking about, Hopper? When you say that, don't worry about it. No, I mean it's it. No, every every no. federation that's out there's got it. You know. Were, you, were yes. you talking about a cameraman or someone else? No, a photographer. Oh, oh. Or the guy taking pictures. You know, it's a buddy's buddy that is taking pictures ringside, and they look like a slob too. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold hold on before he goes there. I've seen there are many people who listen to this show that are photographers at indie events, and I've seen them, and they look presentable when they are doing the photography at these events. I know what Harper's talking about, and I know why he's saying that. And damn, Harper, you don't have to always be a heel shit. Whatever, bro. It pisses me off. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. That's fucking mean, I can tell you this. We had a show, the last fucking show, and I have zero fucking pictures. None. None. And then we did the spot where... uh. Uh, I had fucking Edward Stone hold fucking uh, Kurt Matthews, and I I took his protein powder. And I was going to throw it in his face, and he kicked it in my face, and you know it it, it threw all it fucking went all over the place. It, it was just a great fucking picture, and I have no proof of it. It's like it didn't fucking happen. I have zero pictures from the last show. As much as I like throwing powder in the face, that sounds awesome. Yeah, protein powder, and if you made a cloud, you know that's just a it's classic. A cloud you know? and a shit that's one just everywhere. gorgeous. It's oh, people yeah. that hur people hurry through that spot so much now that you don't even see the cloud. If you don't have a cloud, why are you even doing right. it? Yeah. So, so wait, 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 wait. What you're saying? Well, the cameraman 
didn't has, the paid has, cameraman has a, didn't catch it as a fucking grudge against me and Matt and for fuck I'll say it right now I fuck I, I mean I mean it's just, I mean it's just shit that like we fucking talk about like at like at the building but he's got a fucking grudge against me and Matt and shit like that and and, our, and we have zero pictures from our last show if you look I have none Matt has none. Edron Stone has none. Uh, Palm Patrol, which was their 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 opponents, they have none. It, it's just like, it, and it's like I tell Luke, I was like, dude, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, ah, oh, I'll fucking talk to him. Hey, man, fuck this shit, bro. It's, it's like, why do I gotta beg to get fucking pictures when 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 everyone else's gets fucking posted except ours? Who's the cameraman, Harper? Don't worry about it. They know who the fuck they are. <laughs> fucking just... shitheads. And then the thing is, and then fucking, um, and then me and Matt pay a guy that fucking works at Tulane that like actually like he's a legit professional photographer. Like, he, like this is what he does for a living. He, he takes pictures for Tulane for like uh, Nola.com and shit. And then like he gets all pissed and I'm, I'm like, bruh, you know? Jesus we have bring someone, so, so, someone in that's going to fucking take pictures. Fucking yeah, shit. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm yelling all the time, a little group over here. They can't even post on Twitter. I'm like, they, I said, who's running your Twitter? And they showed me, and it's this 12-year-old kid sitting over there. And I'm going, <laughs> you're not getting anywhere on Twitter. I mean, <laughs> look at him crazy. And I go, I'm too old to run it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, but you know you, you got to have somebody running your you know your shit right and man I hate for you miss something like that because I bet it looked cool does yeah, the guy bring yeah, out pro, does he bring out po, uh, protein powder and is this part of his gimmick all the well, time uh, our, our opponents was uh, Palm Patrol and so their thing is like they're like the gym rats and they're oh, all okay. cool. you know and so the, they always come out with like uh, with the protein and that's it and that's the thing they would always do. To people, they would throw the uh, protein. That's like their powder, you know. That's pretty freaking. I, I like that, man. I've never heard of doing that, but that's a, a great take on the powder deal. So, that's, that's pretty so cool. So this time, I turn the tables on them. Yeah. I'm gonna use their powder against them, and then Kurt Matthews kicked it up, and it it, it fucking went all over me, and it went up in the air, and, it, and there's like no proof of it. <laughs> You know, if you want there to see it, it didn't happen. Well, Frick. so if you're a cameraman <laughs> at Harper's events, don't piss him off. Take his pictures. Don't oh, fuck that. Just bring, hey, bro, if y'all want to be a fucking cameraman, come on by. <laughs> you think somebody's girlfriend or somebody was shooting, you know, filming at the time? Well, there's someone filmed it. But it's on their phone, and, and it pisses me off. There's a camera guy that took a picture of it with a real camera, but they don't want to fucking share it. They want to be fucking dicks about it. <laughs> He's hot. And so my question is, what are you doing with the fucking pictures that you Man. keep them to yourself, bro? Putting them on a, <laughs> That's all I'm putting, saying. Putting them on a the wall. Maybe you got some spank bank, you know, I don't, at your bald head <laughs> Dave, Dave Lane, you're a very good cameraman out there. You you actually used to shoot Smoky Mountain Wrestling with your camera. So uh, travel down to Wildcat Sports in New Orleans and 
And um, help Hopper out if you can, because I know you're a professional and you do a good job. And with that said, I think Hopper's finished cutting his promo. I think uh, I think Lance cut his promo. Wow, that one shocked me. I wasn't expecting that tonight. <laughs> so we're just going to leave it at that, and we'll see if Lance will be back next week. But with all that said, Hopper, do the world a favor. Hit the tagline, take us home, and close out this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. Book it, bitch. Before we get out of here this week, I just wanted to mention a couple of important things. One being, yes, the new Patreon service at the $5 tier. Remember, you're going to get the Jim Crockett promotions, pay-per-views, and Clash of Champions in 1988. You will also get Lance and I's Q&A sessions that we get from listeners such as yourself. So if you have questions, submit them at... BookingTheTerritory at gmail.com. I thought about using Twitter, but it would be just too many places for me to look for questions. So uh, please use BookingTheTerritory at gmail.com for the Q&A type episodes that Lance and I will do. Remember, the questions can be NWA related, Mid-South related, uh, WCW related with the stuff we've already covered. And uh, what else was there? Um, Oh, world class, of course. Can't forget about world class. And... As I'm thinking, asking you to possibly bump up your Patreon tier, not that you have to, because if you just enjoy getting the world-class shows and the pre-shows and the video reviews, then stay at the two-dollar tier. It's um, you know, it's it's fine. I understand, man. I, I I wanted to offer a little bit more, and Lance and I wanted to offer, and Doc and Harper and I wanted to offer a little bit more uh, for the higher-level tier. So there you go. Also, I've said it the last couple of weeks. Over two years ago, we first started the Patreon service on Podbean. So you know, before we get out of here and, and mention a couple other things, I wanted to just, um, you know, mention a couple of people that are either at the two-year mark or near it or have actually hit the one-year mark as well. 
If I miss you, I apologize, but the two-year anniversary patrons include Marty Howell, Boone Howard, Twit Dust, a.k.a. Dustin, Tim Marecci, the BTT Research Department and Hall of Famer, Wayne G, David DeVries, BTT Hall of Famer, Josh Warren, BTT Hall of Famer, Dan Verner, Coleman 822 is a Hall of Famer, K-Stone 9709, Frog Zeppelin, Voodoo Moon Baby, Mark Wilson, at Thin Man Within, Sean Sparks, and at Thin Man Within is a Hall of Fame as well, patron sean sparks who is at sparks third coast on twitter at spy boy sports cap alan thank you for being a hall of famer drew fn media david cameron chuck erd 58 slider 91 us hall of famer troy and spa the fxc jim vinsky steven cg t hog 94 hall of famer sv pageant hall of famer moondog gerald green the third hall of famer and now i look I'm sure I missed a name or two because of the move to Patreon. It's a little hard to track how long each member has been. It doesn't allow me to filter it the right way. But all of you out there, I believe if you're not at two years, you're close. So thank you very much. And many of you are still using the Podbean Patreon service. So if you are, consider the move to Patreon because, man, there's so much more Patreon offers. And I may be doing something special coming up. I'm just not sure if I can do it yet. But... Uh, it related to if you make the switch. More news on that coming. If I missed you in this shout-out for the two-year Hall of Famers, just email me, bookintheterritory at gmail.com, and I'll try to get you fitted into the next shout-outs for the two-year or the one-year. Uh, okay? So I appreciate that. Also, I want to shout-out the Hall of Fame patrons. Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA WrestleNut, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Hef's Pint Point. Can't forget Marlon's Twitter. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famer Mike Childry, Super Duper Hall of Famer K underscore Row 86, and Super Duper Hall of Famer Hall of Fame Disrespectfully Classy Marky Blassy, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, the research department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Meyer, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at by, at God, I always mess this up. Sorry, Alan. At Spy Boy Sports Cap. Ari Miller, 39. Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny. Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Brown, and Justin underscore Andretti. Coleman 822. Marty Howell, T Hog 94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. Appreciate it. Hey, if you are at your seventh month or beyond, because at seven months at the $9 level or above, you get a t shirt. If I haven't reached out to you, Email me, bookintheterritory at gmail.com, and I will get it out to you ASAP. It's not on purpose. It's just uh, the move to Podbean, Patreon, it's all messed up. So I can't always tell the exact month you're at. So, again, if you're at your seven month, reach out to me. I'll get you out your T-shirt. Also, if you're at your six month or 12th month at $20 level, uh, let me know. I'll get you out your next T-shirt, too. Um, and I think that's it related to the T-shirts. Uh, if you're at the $9 level, so after you get your T-shirt at seven months, you get another one once a year. So let me know, and I'll make sure I get you out your T-shirt too uh, each each and every year, okay? Uh, and I think that's all I got. Oh, I want to shout out uh, my buddy Mike Pru from the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Uh, Mike and his buddy JV. They break it down a career, Stone Cold Steve Austin, month by month, weekly as well. Uh, they're currently in 1998. They go, you know, they, they've gone back as far as 96, but they're currently in 98. Dive in, check them out. Uh, they are at, at the Bottom Line Cast on Twitter. You can listen to their show at iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play. Just search Bottom Line Wrestling Cast and you will find them. 
That's all I have. Thanks, as always, for being patrons. Appreciate it. You guys are the best. Couldn't do this show without you. And, uh, again, thanks to all the two-year patrons and above, or two-year anniversary patrons. Uh, we appreciate your patronage. I mean, you help make this show go. So as Hard Body Hopper always says before he gets out of here, book it, bitch. All right, Tony, we've heard him talk. We want Lex Luger in here. and I think I see him over here to find out exactly, Lex, what's wrong with the four horsemen and you. You know, Tony Schiavone, David Crockett, I'd be a liar out here to all these people, everyone on national television, if I didn't tell you that this is a very painful time for me. A very emotional time for me, both personally and professionally. You see, I have sweat, bled, trained, lived with the four horsemen for the past year. Some of the best times of my life that I will always cherish were spent with the four horsemen. On a personal note, the four horsemen live what they say. The four horsemen live life to their fullest and I've had some of the most cherished personal moments of my life with that group of people. When I first came here, they said Lex, the superstar. They said the man who will be the next world heavyweight champion. Everyone has paths to choose in life. When I came here to the NWA, which has the greatest athletes on the face of this earth, I had passed the choose. I saw an elevator over here with a group of men standing there, waving, smiling, who were very successful and are tremendous athletes. Over here, I saw a flight of stairs to climb. Ambition in life can sometimes, when you're an ambitious person such as myself, be blinding. You have to live with your decisions in life. I had a very close personal friend at one time a man by the name of Barry Windham, who came out here my first day on national TV and said, Luger, you're making a mistake. I spit in his face. I have to live with that every day the rest of my life. We all make decisions. We have to live with them. We all make our beds. We have to lie in them. But when I decided to become a four horseman, I made a full commitment. I was a team player. Whenever a game plan was laid down, I did it to the best of my ability, even though sometimes I'd lay awake with my eyes open at night when I'm by myself and I'd stare at that ceiling and it would prey on my conscience some of the things we did to go through with the game plan, J.J. Dillon. Now I have to say right now that leading up to Starcade, I held, I held up my end of the bargain as one of the horsemen. Now in Starcade, there was a game plan laid out. I don't say I totally agree with it, but being the team man, I always was. I went through it, because when I climbed in that ring, once that match was underway, I knew that match was mine to win or lose. To win or lose on my own, with no outside interference. But when that chair came in that ring, my personal commitment, my personal feelings for the four horsemen, I went through with that game plan, and the rest is history. 
I felt I had that match in control. But I went through with the game plan, James. The rest is history. Now, after Starcade, when I was out here, a lot of guys were standing out here with our belts before Starcade. Ric Flair was one of them. That's right. Iron Anderson stood out here without a belt for a long time. I was always supportive. I always offered my assistance. The first time the total package sits out here without a belt, I feel a little bit of a knife in the back. And I feel it's starting to twist. So when I decide that as great a group as the Four Horsemen are, it's time for me to stand up for myself as a man. I said, James, when I'm out there at ringside, you're welcome to come along. But I will win, lose, or draw on my own abilities as an athlete. Well, I guess that didn't sit too well with some of the other teammates. And that led to, I think, what we have here is a little bit of footage of what happens, what this led to when it all came to a head in Miami one night. You see, David, right here, Iron Anderson is telling me what I'm supposed to do to be a team player. But this was a competitive situation. This was one of the bunkhouse stampedes. This is a, a athlete chooses. This is a match where there has to be a winner. I'm sick and tired of shortcuts. If there's going to be a winner and a bunkhouse stampede, if there's going to be a winner and a bunkhouse stampede, it's going to be by an athlete who competes for that. Friends or no friends, associates or no associates. What I'm going to do is I'm going to wrestle for that, and they didn't want to do that. And you see what the bottom line here is the result of it. All right, Lex. Here it comes. There you see Tully. He takes a chair this time. JJ in the corner, he's motioning to drop it down on you. Well, I haven't seen this before, David. I can't say I, I enjoy watching it. All three of them. I'm going to have to say here. If you were not in the shape that you're in right now, that would have put you out. between us but let me tell you one thing right now right off the top from now on there's no shortcuts for the total package Lex Luger from now on when we step in that ring I am going to be the athlete everyone ever thought I could be I'm going to be the man everyone thought I could be you see right there the four horsemen you have made the two biggest mistakes of your athletic career.
the first mistake was jumping on my case in Miami and leaving me laying for lame. But you see, I'm standing here right now. I'm standing on my own two feet. Your first biggest mistake was not getting the job done. On number two, what you've done right now and here, we have a situation where this is an emotional time for me, David. I'll tell you right now, sometimes I lose my train of thought. Please. The second biggest mistake is you stepped on a lot of toes of a lot of top wrestlers all over this world. But I'll tell you what right now. You have never, ever stepped on the toes of an athlete like the tunnel package Lex Luger. Because you see, I'm going to climb those stairs. And if you get in my way, I'm going to kick you down them stairs. You see, because I will fulfill my potential without the horseman. I will become the greatest superstar this sport has ever seen. Bottom line, you can count on it. And if you get in my way, you're going to get stepped on. Bottom line. Truly, the total package. We'll be back with more.